This is a recording of my interview with Sanjay Alwis, VP of Business Development at Gamelon. We discuss Gamelon's unique approach to conversational AI, unsupervised learning that is editable and auditable by humans. Sanjay shares practical applications and success stories and his views on which technology will best facilitate human-to-machine conversations. I'm talking to Sanjay Alwis, VP of Business Development at Gamelon. Gamelon developed a new approach to deep learning, bringing together human and machine learning for better performance. Gamelon has received a lot of interest and recognition in the past and is backed by an impressive list of AI researchers, VCs, and technologists. Sanjay, welcome. Please introduce yourself and Gamelon. Thanks, Chip, and thanks for the invitation. So as you mentioned, uh, I'm VP of Business Development at uh, Gamelon. Gamelon is a machine learning company located in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, we have deep roots to MIT, and our founder, Ben Vigoda, got his PhD from MIT, and many members of our research team have connections to the uh, Cambridge kind of university research world. Gamelon specifically focuses on uh, natural language. Sanjay, to start a bit broader, what do you think is the future of uh, AI development and applications as far as the human-machine interaction is concerned? What is the role of uh, humans and of the machine, respectively? One way to think about it is to differentiate between something we call narrow AI and, and strong AI. Strong AI is really kind of the, the stuff of fiction, and it's general intelligence. These are machines that actually would exceed human intelligence. And uh, it, it frankly doesn't exist, but where we do see huge amounts of investment, you know, billions and billions of dollars going into startups and certainly many tens of billions of dollars being spent by big enterprises is this concept of narrow AI in which computers can perform, you know, activities that humans once performed. We see, you know, use cases within marketing and sales and decision-making and translation, improving voice assistance on phones, getting deeper insight into customers. You reference the human. And at Gamelon, we feel like the human is actually critical to this. What we have observed in, um, in kind of the AI market is that um, you know, there's a lot of concern in Ajita about black box AI systems where you have some rules programmed the machine runs, and then um, humans are surprised at what the output is. You know, all of a sudden there's bad outcomes, there's biases, there's uh, unexpected preferences. So we actually feel that the the interaction between a human and machine learning is critical, not only for driving value, but also to opening up the black box. You know, making it transparent. And at Gamelon, we call this abstract supervision, which is quite literally, we have unsupervised learning that automates the process uh, within, uh, within machine learning, but we actually allow a data scientist or a business analyst or even you know, someone in marketing to go in and have visibility into the model and edit the model and update the model. So you have that transparency. Now, moving on to Gamelon, what specific problems does Gamelon try to solve? We help customers with improving digital experience. And so we actually have a product called IdeaFlow that you can think of it as a conversational website. 
So what we've seen in the market is that there's lots of growth within the chatbot market. There tends to be kind of polar opposite extremes taken with approaches to chatbots. Sometimes you see these very, very basic bots on, um, on websites and they, they don't really have true AI. You know, they force you to choose, you know, are you here to shop or are you a returning customer or are you here just to look around? And then from there, you know, based on that uh, answer, uh, a sales agent will come and try to help the person kind of through live chat. And what we hear from clients and seeing in the market is there are real scalability issues there. One is the availability of human beings to actually come on quickly and answer that questions. The other issue with scalability is just the human knowledge that each of these agents have, and some of them are better than others. Our product idea flow actually ingests kind of in an automated, so there's automated ingestion of all the information on websites and product catalogs so that the, the conversational agent can actually ask the person, you know, hi, how can we help you today? And the person may ask about a product and then the uh, Gamelon product can then serve a response back and you can have a much more natural conversation, provide more information, better screen the prospect before a purchase on the site or before uh, an agent actually would take over. Another way in which we work with clients is helping them improve insight into what customers are saying. So we work with uh, customer experience and VOC teams to uh, get better insight into feedback and reviews and surveys. And the fundamental differentiator there is that we're actually able to understand uh, what people are saying at the phrase level. Enterprise customers are able then to better complement their existing ways of measuring net promoter scores and feedback with true insight into what individuals are saying. And as a result, um, feed that information back into product and marketing and improve funnel conversion, improve uh, loyalty uh, and advocacy after the purchase, decrease the manual effort with respect to getting insight, and also feed that critical product uh, information back into product and R&D teams. Anji, can you share some success stories and, if possible, what benefits were achieved? We've been working for a couple of years with one of the biggest car companies in the world. So it's one of the top three automotive OEMs. This company was spending huge amounts of dollars on a lot of manual effort to try to understand social media, customer reviews, customer surveys. Uh, you know, they were using kind of an unsupervised learning approach. Uh, so the output looks like a word cloud. And then also some manual effort to spot check surveys and reviews. And what the marketing kind of CX and voice of customer team found was that the insight and uh, feedback and then follow-up actions that they were taking weren't generating kind of good results. And the problem was that, you know, unsupervised systems work very quickly, but a word cloud doesn't get to the heart of the ideas that customers are trying to uh, communicate with you. And then the problem with manual spot reading, spot efforts on surveys, is that um, you're only looking at a small amount of the social media or reviews or feedback out there. 
at Gamelon, we did a very quick uh, paid pilot with them where we took about 10,000 of these reviews and created uh, a machine learning model. And then the machine kind of through the learning process was able to actually understand at the phrase level versus the word level. And I'll, I'll give you a quick real world example. If someone posts on uh, Facebook and they say something like this, um, I love the new hybrid car. It gets even better fuel efficiency than promised. My experience at the dealer was also really, really good. And I'd also go back to dealer ABC. I am uh, having a lot of troubles with the in-car experience. My smartphone never syncs and I can never play Spotify, even though you promised me that I could. So in that blurb of text, there's positive sentiment tied to a make and a model and then a specific function of the car, right? Which is around uh, the system hybrid and then kind of the functionality of improving better fuel experience. There's also positive sentiment tied to a channel partner, which is the dealer. And then there's this deep negative sentiment tied to in-car experience, which is kind of a subcategory and then a sub subcategory specifically tied to smartphone and then a sub sub subcategory tied to a specific product in there, which is Spotify. And so if you did a word cloud, right, you would have Spotify show up at the same way as smartphone, the same way as hybrid. And what does that actually tell you? Our model will separate out the positive sentiment on the fuel efficiency and categorize that under hybrid, hybrid and also separate the negative sentiment tied to Spotify not working with the in-car experience and the, you know, and the smartphone. And then these teams are actually able to not only communicate directly with their customers, but also feed it back into product or the channel partners or into marketing and sales. The companies have actually been able to improve customer experience, better correlate net promoter scores with what is actually happening well and not so well within the customer experience and those experiences within products and then start to you know communicate in real time about these uh, issues or good experiences that our customers are having um, and they were also able to save a lot of time and manual effort and so we had uh, kind of an over 10x roi compared to the old uh, solutions that they had cobbled together as we are now reaching the end uh, sanjay i have a final question Sure. What do you think is the future of uh, conversational AI in business? Very, uh, very, very good question. We feel that the f in the future, more and more people should be able to have more and more natural conversations about more and more topics that they actually, uh, that they care about. And this is, you know, at home with, you know, something in their personal life or interacting with small or large companies, you know, with respect to customer support or purchase or awareness. And I think that what we've seen with respect to ML and AI so far, some of the, the challenges is that there's issues around scale. Many, many AI technologies require data labeling to get started. There's always this challenge with markets are constantly expanding 
and human beings are constantly being offered more and more things to buy. And the broadening of digital channels as a whole have kind of given license to people all over the world to ask for things or ask for information about more and more topics. But the constraint on that is that the, the core technologies that power a lot of conversational AI or voice assistants on phones, you're always having to label more and more data. The data changes, the products change. Individuals who are labeling may even you know, be labeling in different ways. So there's huge amounts of cost and effort and time uh, related to trying to keep up and, and kind of label. You're also kind of not incorporating everything that individuals really, really want to talk about. What we've seen with some of the technologies out there is that um, the ability to keep up with all of the topics that people want to actually have conversations about hasn't scaled up and it's starting to, to flatten out. One of the ways to uh, solve this problem is to allow uh, machines to learn without a dependency on uh, data labeling. From a technology perspective, we actually use uh, a probabilistic programming approach. And so fundamentally, it recognizes, it sees um, patterns of letters and makes a prediction of what the word is and sees patterns of words and makes a prediction of what the phrase is. And so if you use technology that has a different approach and is scalable, isn't reliable on uh, label data, and then also allows subject matter experts to have visibility into the model and help guide it and learn, all of a sudden you're able to answer and have conversations about more and more things, but you also start to make this scalable. Yeah, no, this was great. Sanjay, thank you very much for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great to meet you. Thanks so much, Shiv. Mm-hmm.